Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Daniel chapter 11. And as I was studying and preparing for this, I came across a video by a guy named Dr. Bob Utley, who has a video on YouTube that's pretty old. He's a professor of hermeneutics, of Bible interpretation, and he teaches through the Old Testament. And one of his videos about Daniel 11, he starts out, which I'm going to link this video in the show notes, by the way, because some of you might want to watch this 25, 26-minute message and teaching and just learn more about Daniel 11, more than I can do justice to. But he starts this out and he says, today we're in Daniel 11, and personally, I kind of wish we were somewhere else, because this is a very difficult chapter to understand. It's very specific in its historical references. It's an amazing prophecy that prophesies detailed, specific world events happening in that immediate time period that Daniel is writing in, and also talks about events that are going to take place ahead of where we're at on the timeline. I'm going to read a note from my ESV study Bible that kind of explains what chapter 11 is all about. This is just a a few sentences, maybe two, three paragraphs. This passage, chapter 11, gives a selective yet detailed overview of the flow of history from the time of Daniel in late 6th century BC until the end of the world, the final climactic conflict and victory of God. Some scholars regard this as, quote, prophecy after the fact that was actually written later than the events in the mid-2nd century because of the detailed and accurate predictions. But Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6 through 7, which we'll look at in a second, asserts the Lord's ability and purpose to declare ahead of time what would happen in order to demonstrate his power and sovereignty. Such an assurance of God's sovereign control of history would have been profoundly relevant in Daniel's day. Judah was about to be restored from exile You remember we've talked about that. They've been in exile for nearly 70 years, and yet it was not really free. It would be subject to the Persians, then to Alexander's Greeks. After that, it would be caught in the middle between powerful heirs of Alexander's empire, the Seleucids and the Ptolemies. Pious Jews would readily fall into bewilderment. How do these circumstances display God's concern for his people, and how will God ever use his now insignificant people, to bring blessing to the world. The vision is therefore reassurance for the faithful. In other words, when you read through the history of what the people of Israel are going to go through, even after the Babylonian exile, it's just craziness that this tiny little group would somehow remember the Davidic kingdom, that God was going to establish a kingdom and a throne that would be inhabited by one of David's descendants forever? How on earth can this little insignificant kingdom, this little area of the world, which is kind of being tossed around like a football between the superpowers of its day, how are they ever going to rise to prominence to the point where they would bless nations and where they would establish a kingdom that lasts forever? It's impossible to imagine, yet this text... And many of the prophecies show us that God is in control and that these things are according to his will. I'm just going to read verses 1 through 5 of chapter 11. 
As for me, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. Quote, and now I will show you the truth. Behold, three more kings shall arise in Persia, and a fourth shall be far richer than all of them. And when he has become strong through his riches, he shall stir up against the kingdom of Greece. Then a mighty king shall arise who shall rule with great dominion and do as he wills. This is referring to Alexander the Great, who's eventually going to conquer most of the known world, including the Persians, who these three kings are going to come from before that happens. And as soon as he is risen, his kingdom will be broken and divided toward the four winds of heaven, but not to his posterity, nor according to the authority with which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up and go to others besides these. What's amazing is in 323 BC, this prophecy came true. Alexander the Great, the great king of the Greek empire, did die, and his kingdom was divided not among his heirs, his children, but it was divided by four generals in his army. And these four, these four kingdoms warred against each other, and here is the people of Judah, Judea, Palestine, just caught in the middle of this nonsense and this mess. In order to understand chapter 11, and you could see more of this if you look at the video I'm going to link, you've got to have a tremendous understanding of secular history of the day. But what's amazing is the accuracy with which these predictions are made. Now, as this note alluded to that I read, there are some who believe that because the accuracy of these prophecies is so in alignment with how history actually played out, they couldn't possibly have been foretold ahead of time. They had to have been prophecies recorded after the fact so that they would align with what actually happened in history. And here you are met with a dilemma. Do we trust God's word at face value or do we demand that it somehow needs to comport with this idea that there can be no, no supernatural prediction of future events? I choose to believe that Daniel was written in the time when it indicates it was written. In the first year of Darius the Mede, I think that puts us at about 539 B.C., some of these things didn't happen. Like I said, Alexander didn't die till 323 B.C., so some people would say this stuff must have been written in the second century BC, in the 100s BC. There's no way this could be true. And there's the dilemma. I can tell you that there are seminaries that would teach that you can't take scripture at face value. This had to have been written in the 100s because there's no way that scripture would accurately predict with great detail these things ahead of time. I went to one of those seminaries and quit after I realized that they were playing fast and loose with Scripture. Friends, we're going to be better off if we trust God's Word and take it at face value. And if we allow it to be sliced and diced so that it makes more sense, it's easier to accept, then pretty soon the miracles of Jesus in the New Testament, you're going to have to cut out because that doesn't make sense. We can't wrap our head around it. And worse than anything, you're going to have to say there's no way that a dead man rose back to life. And that is the centerpiece of the gospel. If Jesus Christ doesn't rise, Paul said, then we are among the most to be pitied and we're wasting our time. So check out the notes, check out the link, 
Study chapter 11 on your own in more detail. You'll be amazed and inspired by how awesome and sovereign and big and powerful God is. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.